A greetings, amigops, and top tenners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by the handsome, the bearded, the boogieing Kyle. Kyle and I are going to talk about something this week. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. We're going to debate that thing vigorously. We're going to talk about something about a top ten. We're going to rank. We're going to re-rank. By the end of this hopefully compact episode, Kyle and I will have a definitive top 10 list of his chosen topic. So Kyle, my bearded boogieing friend, what are we talking about this week? Thank you, Michael, for that fantastic introduction. It feels like it's been a very long time since we've potted together. It does feel that way. (laughs) I think we're going to end up doing a lot of potting in the near future here because we are... We don't have much else to do. Today is like, what, day four of like working from home for me? Probably the same for you. Uh, yeah, no, actually longer for me. I started last Thursday, so it's been a, it's been about a week. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess about the same, but I think we started a little earlier in Boston. We, it's important for the listeners. We're recording this on uh, March 19th of 2020. So we are right in the belly of uh, the coronavirus beast. So it's a little bit of weird times, weird times. Very weird, but you can rely on Kyle and Mike bringing you, if not quality podcasts, at least a quantity of podcasts. And I had prepared this episode to do around this time, and now it's not as relevant, but I think we're going to do it anyways, because quite frankly, I'm just in the mood for baseball. And so I think we should move along. Beautiful. I, uh, I'm i looking outside, and it's uh, around 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, and it's dark now, but about an hour ago, it was bright. It was really exciting. It definitely feels like we're getting towards the baseball season. As you said, question marks abound, but it definitely feels like that kind that time of year, and it's exciting to think about baseball. Now, importantly, and, and you and I will talk about this probably in greater depth, but um, my entire sporting world has just really collapsed around me the news came out today officially that uh in addition to having my team piss away the best you know one of the best baseball players in the world for nothing um my team's best pitcher uh will be undergoing tommy john surgery very soon uh not surprising for a man who is six foot seven and weighs about 95 pounds um but unfortunate nonetheless it is unfortunate the good news for you is that we're not going to be talking about the 2020 season at all, which is good because we have good. We have no idea when it's going to start, so <laughs> there's no. And it's not going to be good for my team, and it's going to be medium oh, for it's your gonna team. Be bad, probably. bad. It's it's going to be in a vacuum. It's going to be very, very. The, <laughs> I was reading today that like <laughs> the Tigers could improve by 20 wins this year with some of their free agents and some of the guys coming up. It's like which would put them at 95 <laughs> losses. <laughs> so it'll be a good year by the standards uh, of the last few years, but a very, very bad year in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah. Tough, as as our friend uh, Winston Schmidt would say, tough days in Schmidtsburg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so instead of talking about actual baseball, we are going to be talking about yeah something a little adjacent to it. We're going to be talking about the best baseball nicknames. Oh, I've already got a couple just popping right into my head, and I'm imagining that great sequence from The Sandlot where they're talking the about the caveat. Nicknames. So that's an important caveat. Now there are a billion baseball nicknames um a billion of them and yeah if to do any serious list include all names would be not much fun because there are like literally hundreds and hundreds of them um and most of them occurred Mm -hmm. well before we were watching the game of baseball and so we will be talking about baseball nicknames for players that we saw play so basically the cutoff is basically like two thousand. So we can get a little bit vague in where we make that cutoff, but we're going to be excluding like some of the great baseball nicknames because they've been talked to death already. And we're going to talk about some more recent nicknames that I think hopefully if (laughs) assuming that baseball exists in 50 years that like people then will still be talking about the way we still talk about the great Bambino um, and Teddy ball game and Mr. October and the say, Hey kid. Teddy fucking ball exactly. game. 
All right, let me ask you a question. So this is going to be a big a big kind of separator. So let's say there were a ball player named Kyle Sand. Oh, Kyle, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. People know your last name. It's fine. Um, and he's the best Kyle who ever played. And so people just said, Kyle. Is that a nickname? I don't think so. So, and here's another line I've drawn. So, like, a nickname has to be, there has to be some component of it that's not just your name. So, like, even abbreviations. So, like, like for example, like, A-Rod. Okay, that's what I was going to say. A-Rod is the obvious one of the just, it's just an abbreviation. Yeah, like, that's just your name. Okay, so Manny, Manny is also out because he's yes his name his name is manny but it's like he's manny but that's out because you know we're not talking Same about with manny miggy. i think miggy doesn't count even though when i say miggy you know who i'm talking about yeah yeah but that's yeah that's that's kind of like a, a nickname anyway just built in like a built in a couple nickname, of like other Mike. nicknames that aren't actually their names but became so synonymous with their names that i think they don't count and we can talk about mm. this um well like an example is like yogi Berra. Like his name is not Yogi, but really it is. Yeah, that is. But at this point, it's his name. Yeah, like yeah. Lefty Grove. Like that's that's like yeah, that's this, their name. Cat like cat is Catfish Hunter's name. Catfish. I think so. Um, okay. Well, whatever. You know, the, you get the point. But the one I was thinking of more and more recently is Pudge Rodriguez. Like I bet. Okay, I was gonna ask about that. I bet most people don't know Pudge's real name. <laughs> yeah. His nick that's also kind of a cheat nickname because it's Pudge Fisk. Like it's kind of a weird, he's just like reincarnated Pudge Fisk. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah. Okay. So I'm we're excluding the A-Rods, the K-Rods of the world. Um yeah. the, the Miggies and the Mannies, the Yogis and the Pudges. And so they're like you're K-Rod's a little iffy though, because it's like a cutesy play on he make he gets K's. Yeah, like, but he he also sucks, so he wouldn't make the list anyways. Hey. <laughs> he was never a Red Sox, right? No. He was a Tiger for a year. Continuing a long tradition of getting closers like two years after they've been good. <laughs> Looking at you, Joe Nathan. Ugh. Miss, I miss Eric Gagne. He was great for the Sox. He was fun. <laughs> Do you miss Bobby Jenks? Yeah, Bobby Jenks, Keith Folk. <laughs> yeah, come on. Didn't you guys have... um? Billy Wagner for a year, or no? I kind of want to say we did. I don't know. You know who we had before he was good? Andrew Miller. What a yep. bummer that was. We had Andrew Miller before he was good. We traded him for Miggy. Yeah. Yeah, that's not your fault. That was a good trade. Oh, yeah, i do that in a heartbeat. So, anyways, we can get into it. Yeah. <laughs> we want to make this relatively quick. The other thing is, yeah. like... Your name can be involved in the nickname, but there has to be an, a qualifier. I'm thinking I'm thinking of one in particular where the second word is his first name, but the first is a very specific title. Yeah, so that's okay. So that's fine. I know who you're talking about. So let's get started. And here's right, some of the so some of the parameters I used, like even if it's an A plus nickname, if I don't think that people will call this player by that name in 50 years it loses points. Like there has to be some kind of immortality to it. And by that, it's also important that the player has to be good. Like you could be some idiot that plays for the yeah. Brewers that has like a great nickname, but if nobody knows it outside of Milwaukee and nobody is going to be saying this nickname in 20 years, because no one even remembers that player in 20 years, it doesn't make yeah. the list. Yep. Agreed. Um, and so, and then after that, it's just general badassery and then aptness, like how well it fits the person who's, it's describing so wait I, I have one question that's got nothing to do with nicknames because i don't think this person had a nickname is rod beck dead <laughs> i'm making that up didn't rod he beck. die didn't rod beck die like two years ago or something if you had just said rod beck is dead for, without any other context i would have said okay all right i'm gonna google this while you talk keep talking he died in 2007 2007 what yeah. holy shit I yeah, knew he died. Geez. What did he? How did medical? Oh, damn it! Yeah, well, that was disappointing. That's too yeah. bad. Well, I loved Rod Beck. Received two yeah. votes for the Hall of Fame. I really would love to know who those two people were. <laughs> he looked great in a Red Sox uniform. Looks great with that uh, that goatee anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. Number ten. This guy's star burned bright 
And I think that people will be talking about him somewhere down the road because he was so fucking good for like four years. Mm. Of course, I'm talking about the freak. I miss the freak. That was such a great nickname for him because so so for those who don't know, this is Tim Lincecum, who is like five foot eight and like one hundred and fifty five hundred and sixty pounds had a crazy ass wind up and his dad i think was a was a aerospace engineer at like boeing or something and so his dad from an early age was teaching him how to use every last ounce of power in his body to throw and this little dude threw like 96 97 pretty consistently and he had the long hair and he had the big uh the big um whatchamacallit, uh, why can't I think of the term for Adam's apple? Like he just, he looked, he looked like, um, Henry from, uh, the rookie of the, a rookie of the year. Like he just looked like a little kid on the mound. He was a total freak. He's a freak. Like he looks like a freak. It's worth, it's worth looking his wind up up and watching him throw a baseball. Cause it's just fucking yeah. weird. Like it's freaky and it's weird that it worked for as long as it did. Yeah, totally agreed. He, didn't yeah. he have like a thing on ESPN too? Like, didn't he have one of the ads where he was like the freaky freak or something funny? He had like some dumb ad. You remember they used to do the Sports Center ads? Yeah, I do remember those. They were great. He did have one. I don't remember exactly how it went though. Yeah, but he's he, he's on the back end of this list because I I don't know. Outside of like people that were personally offended by how good he was in like the 2010 to 2016 range, he might not be remembered as much as some of the other people on this list but we'll see yeah yeah i agree i agree but that but he deserves to be on the list because it was a good nickname it was very apt great nickname and he was truly incredible for like you said you know four or five years i think he won back-to-back cy youngs which is very hard to do i think you're right about that i'm just gonna check it now that we're here do 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 note to self cut this bit <laughs> yeah, he won Cy Young's. He won Cy Young's back to back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So, pretty wild. Wow, that's okay. pretty nutty. Yeah. So that brings us to number nine. Number nine is the big unit. Ah, uh, yeah. This one is about Ron Jeremy, owner of one of the largest penises in pornographic <laughs> history. Um, you know, he never was my type. He's not a very good looking guy, I don't think. But he certainly has a big unit. Do we think that this is a penis thing? Like, do you think that, like, I, I so feel like Randy thing. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Hugo. Well, first of all, his name is Randy Johnson. Okay, okay, so, like, so that's what I was going to say. So here's the problem. Like, you don't need a more penisy <laughs> nickname when your name is, do I make you Randy? Randy Johnson. Like, his name is Randy Johnson. Come on. And he just looks like a big spindly dick like there's everything about him like a penis yeah he every (laughs) you're right he just is a big unit (laughs) he himself is a big penis and he probably has a big penis Uh, presumably now it could be to scale it's not to say it's large relative to his body but i would say in absolute terms it's gotta be i bet i bet his penis is at least at least eight inches long and I yeah. bet and it's very relatively thin, skinny. If I had to guess, yeah, <laughs> it looks like the elder wand. <laughs> the little bumps on it too. <laughs> Gross. Sorry, Randy. You're great. We love Randy Johnson. This is oh, a I very love Randy Johnson. Randy podcast. Um, he's the he's the only player I know that man, killed a bird by exploding it with a baseball on television. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty dope. I, I, so as somebody who, um, has now shot at clay pigeons, uh, a bunch of times. So just really important. This is shooting with a sight and shooting a, a, a shotgun that shoots, you know, it's projectiles at several hundred feet per second. And I, and I miss a lot. He and that's at a predictable flight pattern, and I know where it's going. This is a man who threw a ball <laughs> using just his arm and hit the bird on the first try. Like, come on! I think it was an accident, but still, that motherfucker exploded. He sure did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a great one. It's a great for all the reasons we listed. Yeah, and he's a 
like inner circle hall of famer so like this will be remembered for a very long time yeah he's he's probably the you know somewhere between the fifth and 15th best pitcher ever and he's known as the big unit too which is important like this is not a secondary title for him that's that's one of the ways he's really referred yeah yeah so that's that's randy johnson randy randy all right number eight the next the the only guy well not the only guy one of the few people on this list that's actually active there aren't a great of there aren't a lot of great active nicknames but one Mm. is the machine I, I gotta tell you, I'm about to admit something. I who I don't think I know who the machine is. Oh, the machine is somebody who, with robotic consistently, churned out 30 home run, 300 batting average, 100 RBI seasons from like. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, Albert Pujols is the machine, right? Albert Pujols, a poo machine. Yeah, no, this is this is this is just a recency issue. He was definitely the machine. I just forgot because I've kind of relegated him to my baseball basement recently but yes he he is the machine for sure and like in 2006 there was nobody more machine like than him from like 2000 and i don't know two whatever he two or two, three 2002 to like 2010 there was nothing more consistent yeah. than albert pujols hitting like 30 dingers and hitting like 330 playing gold glove defense and knocking in like 120 rbis it's like among the most incredible starts to a career ever. Now, the end Stupid of his career. Good ball player. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit of circumstances yeah. kind of going against him in that he signed the big deal and that he's tailed off the way people tail off, particularly people who you know maybe are a little bit older than their birth certificate would suggest. <laughs> it's just that the expectations were so high because he was so good and signed such a big contract. So, Mike from. 2000 and from 2003 to 2010 he was an all-star every year (laughs) yep he won the mvp in that interim three times once back to back in 2008 and 2009 (laughs) in that period he never hit fewer than 37 home runs oh can i guess how many all right let me guess the rbis i bet he never knocked in fewer than 107 103 was his low in 2007 God. But after that, his lowest was 116. So, jeez, oh my and god! And his lowest—I know ba- RBIs aren't cool yeah. anymore, but come on. Yeah, and his lowest batting average in that interim was 312. I was gonna guess three. Oh my god, he hit three. Fi- that is disgusting. He hit 359 in, in 2003. <laughs> oh my fuck! His MVP years, he had back to back. OPSs of 1.114 and 1.101. <laughs> so that is insane. It's robotic consistency. It's like it's again like he's really kind of it's as soon as he retires it's all going to come back, but I remember watching the Tigers in like 2006 through 2010 and they played the Cardinals a lot in that interval and just like being really really scared when he came up to the plate because he was so powerful. He was terrifying. Yeah. And there's something very robotic about the way he went about his business. In addition to the actual results, just like his swing, his fielding, it's all very mechanical and just very smooth in a like smooth in a in a machine-like way. Yeah. And his this nickname got a huge boost when he was on ESPN and uh somebody calls, they're like, "Hey, it's the machine." And he's like, "Hey, don't call me the machine. I'm just Albert." <laughs> Yeah, see, this was back when uh, ESPN cared about, like, you know, building brands for baseball players. Um, And clearly, based on this one and the freak, they were successful, but they don't care about that anymore. That's all done, yeah. Yes, sir. All right, so that's 10 through 8. All right, so it seems like we've just done uh, number 8, so what's next? Well, assuming that Kevin is working from home and uh, safely working remotely, if he has time, I would say it's time for him to hit that stanky, stanky beat. Oh, wow. man, it was just wafting over the airwaves, just powerful waves of stank. Careful, that's contagious. Yeah, those <laughs> it's those amber waves of stank. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, 
That's a good one. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's what happens when you're cooped up for too long. Yeah. Things just, you know, they percolate. Time for some shitty nicknames. Yeah, let her rip. Two of these are embarrassing, and one I think is just stupid, and I don't like the player, so. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like when you don't like the player. Yeah, the first one is a player I enjoyed when he was on the Tigers, and we talked about this on our Bad Body Baseball podcast. Of course, I'm talking mm-hmm. about Jose Valverde, known as Papa Grande, a.k.a. the Big <laughs> Potato. <laughs> He looks like a potato. That's the best part. He looks like a potato. Looks like a potato. Like his body is shaped like. You know how I I want to say that uh, Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit describes the trolls as looking kind of like potatoes, <laughs> or maybe it's Harry Potter describing the trolls looking like a potato. But that's like he looks like a potato person. Google Jose Valverde and find a good picture of him specifically when he was a tiger, and he looks like a fucking potato. <laughs> with a bleached goatee i don't remember that but he looks no. really potatoy in those pictures he really looks but. like a potato <laughs> i'm looking at one where it shows his lineup from the side and he just looks yeah. like a potato oh, yeah boy. so that's a really good one yeah another one another one that's tough because he actually had a really good nickname too do you remember lance berkman yeah, what were his nick? I I just go on record. I love Lance Berkman, and he was my idol as a kid because I wanted to be a switch hitter. But I don't remember nicknames for him. So he was more colloquially known as Puma. Yeah, oh, which I think yeah, is actually a great I, nickname. It's a dope ass nickname. It's like uh, Zoe Deschanel's boyfriend from uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer, the one who had the big wiener. It's back to yeah, the wieners a huge again. Wiener. Why did they? Why did the they big call unit? Him Puma? <laughs> they called me anal girl in college. <laughs> It was very particular. <laughs> I forgot that line. That was a good one. I forgot that. It's a great line. He yeah. spits out his drink. Yeah. Um, but but the reason that he makes the not top three is because he was also known as Fat Elvis. Which oh, he un- looks like Fat Elvis. That's tough. Which, yeah. The problem is that he really, really does look like Fat Elvis. It sort of looks like Kevin Costner as Elvis in 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Or Kurt Russell, yeah. whoever the hell plays him. Like, he kind of looks right. like that. Don't forget that Lance Berkman um, played for the Cardinals and actually won a World Series with them, which is kind of wild. I forgot about that. I did that. forget about that, actually. Weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't that love that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of that. Because, especially because I liked... Because he, he was an Astro back when they were in the NL. Like, yeah. that was fun. I liked I liked where he was. Yeah, he was a great Astro. He was a killer B. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was before the Astros became um, the Astros. Fucking cheaters. Yeah. And yeah. misogynists. Yeah, that's true. And, th- and you know what? I'm not going to give our usual proviso that we're not sure. That is not alleged. That's true. <laughs> Bad people. <laughs> and not good. Not good. No. All right, last one. I just I just hate this player. Um, I really did not like Jose Bautista when he was playing, and I thought the Joey mm. Bats moniker was one of the dumbest nicknames. I also just think it's like a... F- I, 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 we don't have to go in this direction per se, but like it's a little bit of whitewashing. Like His name is Jose Bautista. Like, don't call him Joey Bats. Like, he has a perfectly lovely Hispanic name. Like, why is he Joey Bats? Because he... Like, like, call him Jose Bats, I guess. It doesn't sound as yeah. good, but, like... Or Bob... Like, I don't know. His name is fine. Yeah. I... It's... I'm just... I was super over Jose Bautista, like, a year after he became a big deal. And then, unfortunately, yeah. I had to watch him for, like, six more years. Yeah. He was fun when it was, like... This guy is a miracle of re-engineering your swing. Because that was before yeah. you were primed to hate him because he was annoying. And before you started to really wonder about, you know, how much of that was re-engineered swing and how much of that was a different, um, you know, workout regimen. <laughs> right. So. So, yeah, I- I'm with you. I hate the nickname and I'm- I wasn't a big fan of the player. So that's Joey Bats. All right, let's keep going. Let's- it's a Joey Bats award for worst nickname. Yeah. Winner, Joey Bats. Yeah. All right, number seven, we got another active player here, which is fun. And I'm doing this after only one year because I think that this one has a chance to stick. It's a great nickname. Number seven mm. is Pete Alonzo, otherwise known as the Polar Bear. I I love that so much because 
he is the perfect embodiment of a guy who will soon be a bad body baseball player. He's not there yet. He's a dad Very body close, baseball though. player right now because he's he looks like a guy you knew who played baseball and then got chunky. He doesn't look like a guy who's just chunky yet, but he looks like a guy who was big and played baseball. And all, by the way, he, he chipped in on the football team just because he was big and has got let himself go a little bit. He looks like a polar bear. He really looks like a polar bear. And it helps, yeah. especially in the Mets uniform. Um, yes, it's not flattering. Look- <laughs> no, but um, he hit like 50. 50 something home runs last year. He set the record for most most home runs as a rookie. So, I think it's safe to say that we can expect some great things from him. I hope that it happens. Um knowing the Mets, it's probably he's probably going to ha- he's probably going to hit like 23 home runs next year and gain a lot of weight and then it'll be over for him, but we'll see. Yeah, I we're I'm trying to stay positive for our boy Dill, but um, <laughs> you know, you may have a point there. So, we'll see. I but, obviously but, I, but Again, this is a this is a podcast that um, listens to scientists, and as the scientists tell us, the real life polar bears not having a good time. No, so you know who's to say? <laughs> Obviously, we we have high hopes for Pete Alonso because we've got him at number seven on this list. Yeah, so. and high hopes for polar bears. You know, I would really love for the polar bears to make a comeback. I would say I'm optimistic on both in my heart, but not in my brain for either. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's. I'd say I'm about in the same spot as you. So. <laughs> Pull it for you guys. Yeah. We're in your corner. Number six. You'll know this guy by the nickname. Of course, yeah. you're familiar with the Big Hurt. Yeah. The, I was. So it's funny. That was uh, one of the first ones I wrote. And I was just really hoping that uh, he was going to count in our window. Um, because it's, no, he does. He definitely does. But Frank Thomas could be called just the big because he is one of the largest human beings I've ever seen. He looks to me like if James Earl Jones got much bigger and better at (laughs) baseball and just like wore a helmet that was nine times too small for him. Like, he's just so... <laughs> everything about him is so gigantic. There are some pictures of him as a White Sox, like, when he was uh, right in his heyday, where he's, like, mid-swing, and his arm literally is the size of my torso. It's insane how big he is. <laughs> I know. He is gigantic. Oh, my... I'm, I'm looking like, at this. Look at, his, look at his legs. I'm only slightly exaggerating. Like he's an, an enormous mountain of a man. Um, and it's kind of wild that he played baseball. I know. And what, what I think is cool about him is now I don't, I have no idea where he's from, but he just looks like the embodiment of country strong. Like he just looks oh, like a yeah, guy yeah. who was born gigantic. He played at Auburn. So he must be from the deep South, which makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, he looks like a guy. He looks like a guy from the Deep South. He in the movie adaptation, he would be played. Well, a few <laughs> years ago, would have been played by Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> or Ving Rhames, surrounded by a bunch of people who were actually really short or on a green screen. But like, he's just or a that guy from the Dark Knight, man. Possibly, yes. If Ving Rhames was also busy filming the next Mission Impossible, he's just so huge. Yeah, and like I like this nickname because it makes me imagine how how deeply in pain it would be to be a baseball clobbered by him. Like it would hurt. It would hurt. It would a lot. really hurt. Yeah, yeah. I just I, it makes me. And the thing is that even at the end of his career, he never would have made it into our bad body list because he was always just so fucking jacked. Yeah, he he always was jacked. And you know what? I what the other thing I love about him is that. He incredibly came from this, just the height of the steroid era. And I don't think anybody has ever suspected him of doing steroids. He just was an enormous man who clearly paid a lot of attention to his body. Like, he was just naturally a huge person, but also worked out. It's hard to believe that he 
did all that without some help but somehow i believe it like i yeah like and i don't think anybody points a finger at him no strangely because he's like yeah. bigger he because the thing is that he's not like he's not cut like mcguire got or like sosa yeah. got you know like he's just like fucking huge like that's why he's, he's, he's so... enormous he's he looks like a, a person that would have a legend about them he's like paul bunyan or john henry like he's he's a legend he's mythic in proportion yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's the big hurt what a pleasure to watch play even at the end of his career yeah agreed up next this guy i think this is a cool fucking nickname and this is a timeless one i think this is an all-timer the captain also known as mr november Obviously, I'm talking about number two, Derek Jeter. Yeah, he's definitely not Mr. Uh, January or whenever the owners' meetings are, uh, <laughs> the GM's meetings, because he's not done a great job in that capacity. <laughs> but as a ball player, yes. And he's just perfect because it it's really cool to have a like team-slash-franchise-slash-postseason-success-related nickname on a team as historic as the Yankees. Like, if you think about it, that's like being called like Mr. Clutch on the Lakers. Like, whoa, that means you yeah. have, even within this pantheon of sports gods, elevated yourself to a level that's really special. Like, that's pretty cool to be the captain of the Yankees. Yeah, well, yeah, like, exactly. Like, the Yankees, like, historically have also been known to be, like, a classier team. Like, they don't have beards, and, yep. like, there's a certain professional quality that's expected of them and so for him to be worthy of captain on a team like that yep. adds some kind of um legitimacy to it and i just i think my favorite thing about Derek jeter and i grew up worshiping him because he yeah. uh, grew up in michigan but like he was obviously an extremely talented player but he never won an mvp he was never like yeah a guy that was going to blow you away with his ability. Like he was known for just slapping singles the other way. And it was the kind of player I aspired to be as a kid. And so yeah. like to have a player so renowned for his skill set, I think is pretty amazing. And yeah, but to have like two nicknames like that, he's like one of the, I don't know. It's hard to say because his skill set doesn't, or his numbers don't really stack up with a lot of like the yeah. inner circle hall of fame guys, but he is still in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, it's obviously a different example, different sport, all that stuff, but he's, he's like Tom Brady. Like he's a guy who you don't look at any one thing that he does and say, Oh my God. But you look at the collection of things he does and the leadership qualities that he brings and you say, wow, that's a guy who's kind of got it all. Um, just to spe like, uh, like Mark Messier. Mark Messier is a great example. That's a guy who, there was no one thing about him, but he was just a winner who just, you know, did a lot of stuff. Uh, his, his career stats are, are pretty gaudy in the end. But the point is, it's a well-rounded, balanced guy who's never going to pop like Frank Thomas. The Big Hurt is yeah. a myth. But Derek Jeter is a man who came to the office every day and was really something. Yeah, and I, I like I like the the captain because it implies a certain consistency like a day in day yeah. out consistency of leadership yeah which a nickname like the machine kind of implies but like the captain implies some intangible things about him which i fucking yeah love. yeah so i agree it's 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 almost unfair to pujols in that like the difference implies that jeter is more of a worker which i don't think is true but it 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 makes it clear that he's less talented which i like because he was oh by far so that's one of my favorite players ever and one of my favorite nicknames. So number four, another one of my very favorite players. I was blessed to watch him pitch in a Tigers uniform for a long time. Uh, I'm talking about Mad Max Scherzer. I think this is a fucking fantastic nickname. You know, uh, Mad Max is just a fascinating guy in every way. And I think we've probably talked about it on this pod before, but he's just an enigma. And it's so cool to me that he took so long to figure it out. Like, he's just such a, he's a hopeful guy. He gives hope to people in every walk of life. It's like, you know, when you read about a novelist who wrote their first great novel at 40 and did that had a great career, it's like, damn, that's cool. Max Scherzer was a bad, like a, a capital B bad major league pitcher until what, 26, 27? Uh, yeah. Well, here, let's figure it out. I remember. 
The Tigers got him in the Curtis Granderson trade. Yeah. Um, and then his first year was good. And then his second year was just was not great. And they sent him actually back down to Toledo. And the game he came back, I remember it because my mom and I were at the game. It was the A's. And he they called him back up for his first start. And he struck out 14 A's in six innings. Jeez. Which is... <laughs> Which is incredible, and he got a standing O, and it's like one of the, like the best, not just like sporting experiences of my life. Like it was like one of the greatest days of my life. Like I saw Max Scherzer strike out fourteen with my mom, and that was I think in two thousand eleven, and he was twenty six years old, or maybe, yeah, that that sounds about right. And since then, um, since two between two thousand and thirteen and two thousand and nineteen, he's not uh, missed an All Star game. I think he's started a couple. And he's won three Cy Youngs in that interim. Two of them back to back, and could uh, and an, could have won the Cy Young most any of the years in there. Just you know, yep. He finished second and third in 2018 and 19. So, um, and lost one of those years to Jacob Degrom, who had one of the best seasons ever. But the point is, he's a prolific postseason pitcher as well. Um, yeah. And depending on how the rest of his career goes, will end up like probably top five strikeouts ever, which is incredible yeah. given how late he started. So like there are great, um, like the other guys in that list started at 20. Like he's yeah. six years in the hole. It's insane. He's so much fucking fun to watch. And I have, I really yeah. loved continuing to watch his career, even though he's no longer a tiger. But the best thing about his nickname is that it exemplifies how he plays. Cause he's such a lunatic and that he has heterochromia lunatic. He has two different colored eyes. It's such a perfect nickname. And unfortunately, yeah. it didn't really catch on until after he was uh, a national. But it's going to stick now, and I think it's going to stick for a long time. Totally agreed. You said it, my friend. That is Mad Max Scherzer. That brings us to our honorable mentions. I have a lot here. I'll rattle through them, because I don't think we have time to really get into it, unfortunately. Yeah. So... Someone who I think could have been on this list like as recently as two years ago, but I'm a little worried about his career trajectory, even though the nickname is so great, is Thor Syndergaard. It's funny. I put that on there because the nickname is so great. But yes, he's he's in a problematic spot. I hope he turns it around because this is an all-time nickname. Yeah, it's great. It's great on three levels. One, he looks like him in facially. Two, he is, I believe... Uh, of like Nor- Norse descent and yes, three he doesn't look like a baseball player because he's so big like, he doesn't look like a pitcher he's just big like Thor right so we're pulling for you Noah Syndergaard and uh yeah. and your nickname longevity this is just I don't think anyone actually called him this while he was playing but it's such a fucking cool nickname and is a, an allusion to one of our favorite characters or a real person but one of our favorite movie characters is uh Doc Holiday, they called Roy Holiday Doc. Yeah. So, so I I put this on my list. I will defer to you on this because he was in my division for so long that I remember we called him Doc Holiday. But I also will note that uh, Tombstone is my dad's probably you know top five favorite movies. So I think I have a little bit of a skewed perspective on this because I remember calling him Doc Holiday, but um. I think you you if it's not something that sort of feels like a nickname that was used to you, I would defer to your judgment on this one. I'm I'm leaning more towards you because I didn't watch him until he was a Philly, basically. So like late in his yeah. career, oh, so I was that I was change late. up. Oh my god! So I was late to the Doc oh. Holiday party. So let, let's let's revisit him. Okay, Rocket Roger Clemens. You probably have a different opinion on this as well. Yeah, why is this not higher? I think this know. might be I, number one. I don't know. I guess like another thing where like I I think I started watching baseball a little later than you did, um, and like missed most of Roger Clemens' career. So okay. let's talk about this one I, a little more. Too. Yeah, he should he should be on the list for sure. All right, El Caballo, Carlos Lee. I think that's just a cool nickname for that like is a, a great not, nickname. Definitely not like a Hall of Famer or anything, no, but but just a good a, ball player who was fun for a while. Yeah. The problem is this happened so late in his career, but uh, Big Sexy, Bartolo Colon, <laughs> and the fact so that it was good. like mostly ironic, so that's tough. This one, I, I deliberated, and I think could have a spot on the list. Uh, King Felix. 
Yeah, that was the one I was talking about earlier. Um, I I think ultimately it's probably a no, uh, but a strong honorable mention for sure. Uh, Jamie, he has the neck tat of the the crown now. So fucking cool. All right, up next, uh, this is one of Jameson's favorite players. Um, I like to talk about him a lot when we lived together because he played for the Braves for some time. Uh, Evan Gaddis was known as El Oso Blanco, the white bear. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit duplicative of the polar bear, but I like that it's uh, specifically white. Yeah, I agree. This is a nickname I made up, and I think he has other <laughs> nicknames, but no one really knows them. When Yoannis Cespedes played for the Tigers, I called him the Cuban Cespapede. <laughs> yeah, you were the only one. <laughs> I like that nickname. That is pretty good. I also, yeah. I always enjoyed that one because I remember Cortar el Césped, uh, which means to mow the lawn. I remember that from Spanish. So I just think of that every time I think of him. Yeah. He's the um, one of the guys to make the um, the uh, the captain's corner shuffle. He played for the Mets, the Sox, and the Tigers. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, him and Slick Rick. Yeah, damn right. Uh, another guy we talked about on the bad... Uh, bad body pod is uh adam dunn the big donkey yeah that's a great one it's it's just a great nickname because he also actually resembles a donkey right exactly yeah it's um, like el caballo it's just, like he looked like el caballo looked like a horse he looks like a donkey yep and lastly this one i like because and i think it counts um mike moustakis is known as moose which i think only counts because he actually looks like a moose Yes, he gets, yeah, I agree. Special dispensation because he looks like uh, Bullwinkle. Which, yeah, Bullwinkle is the moose, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bullwinkle. So. Mm-hmm. I wish they called him Bullwinkle, actually, but whatever. <laughs> actually, that'd be a lot better. Yeah. Because that's whatever. more meta. Like, you have to make the connection like, oh, moose. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when Michael so. says pepperoni Tony to fat people like pepperonis, Tony, sugar boobs, mole. Black lady, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll revisit Rocket and Doc when we're done here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Top three. Uh, I think this is so fucking badass. Mariano Rivera was known as the Sandman. Yeah. That's just. It's just incredible. Also, like, worth noting that the actual uh, mythical origins of the Sandman really horrifying like the sandman would come and throw sand into your eyes if you didn't fall asleep right it's awful it's just awful. And it would make you it, fall asleep yes yeah it's not good fucking stuff. terrifying yeah not a fan of that but i like the notion of him as somebody so terrifying that he it's like he's throwing sand in your eyes but i think the idea here is that when mariano rivera comes in it's time to go to sleep because he's about to it, shut the fucking door and turn sure off the lights is exit light and all night yeah oh yeah and um there's nothing like this has often been uh replicated but never actually duplicated is like the the sense of dread that sandman playing at yankee stadium can produce like I, I don't know if there's a better or even something close to that. It's the only that time entrance. that that's ever been cool. It's like, it's literally the only time that's ever actually been cool. Because most of the time, walk-up music, like, it's usually really douchey and contrived. And it's just, it wasn't with him. No, because when you heard that music, you just, it was like Pavlov, like Pavlovian. Like, you yeah. hear Sandman and it's over. Like, the game's over. And the cool, I mean, you and I have talked about this before. The coolest thing about Mariano Rivera was he yes. walked up on the mound and told you i am throwing my cutter and then he threw it three times and you missed three times and you struck out like it was just mean it was mean as rod allen used to say here it is hit it yeah Uh, Yeah. and it didn't matter no you couldn't hit it it was the same pitch it was the same pitch hey throw that same pitch yeah literally it was like the cantina band yeah except metallica yes yeah and imagine them like that's awesome that'd be a good that'd be a good mashup yeah let's get on that yeah kevin kevin 
Yeah, and he's probably the greatest closer of all time. So people will be talking about that for some a while. Yeah. Yep. Number two, a nickname close to your heart. Yeah. Uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Yeah, it's interesting because um, it's one of those nicknames that's just very straightforward. Like Poppy is just a sort of like it's just a term in in the like Central and South American community of like dude, like big dude. Like big man, on the big campus, guy, like boss, like the big guy, like that's it. It's big poppy, like that's it. I think that's why it's so cool, is because like it's so generic and yet it's so yeah. indisputably his name. It's like Stan the Man. It's like Stan the Man Musial. Like it's just he's the man. Like that's it. Yeah, and he was the man. Like for a very long time there. Like it's kind of like Mariano, where like when he came in, you knew it was over. Yeah. It was like that with Big Poppy a lot of the times it felt like where if he was up at the plate, you were like, like we're doomed. Like my team is doomed because Big Poppy is at the plate. Yeah. And what's what's fascinating about him and was always fascinating to me is he was not ever a technically sound hitter. He yeah. had a lot of holes in his swing and it was not a pretty swing, but somehow or other it worked for most of his career and it always worked in the big moments. He just fed off of it. I don't remember being more debilitated than maybe even more so than the 2012 World Series was the 2013 ALCS Tigers versus Red Sox when he hit yeah. that grand slam off of Joaquin Benoit and Torrey Hunter yeah. fell into the bullpen. It felt inevitable, right? Like, didn't I would I would it felt it that way as a Red Sox fan. I would imagine it felt that way as a Tigers fan. I imagine it felt a thousand times worse for me and a thousand yeah. times more inevitable because like. Yeah. Of course, like the bases would be loaded when it happened. And of course, our normally reliable reliever would would serve up a change up that like he just knew was coming. Yeah, it's like being on the other side of Patrick Mahomes. You just watch it and you're like, my team is up by 24 points. I'm going to lose. And it's just yeah. like a just a feeling of pity your stomach. It's like when Thanos says he's inevitable, like yeah. Big Poppy is inevitable. Yeah. Um, And I just think like that, that nickname like pretty much i would say that's like the nickname of the 2000s yeah 100 percent. i don't think there's any question about that yeah so hall of famer legend in boston sports and as well as in like modern baseball and a fantastic nickname so yeah number yeah. one i wonder if you know who i'm thinking of for number one so i uh i have a thought um i'm thinking it might be our friend ken griffey but i i don't know it is our friend Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, good. Who, even as a 42-year-old man sleeping in the Mariners clubhouse, <laughs> a, was known... A, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Not just any 42-year-old man. What kind of 42-year-old man? Fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't forget. He was fat at fat this time. Fat Ken Griffey. A fat 40-year-old man asleep in a lazy boy in a baseball... Like, in a, during a game he was supposed to be playing in. And even at this time, was known as the kid. <laughs> which is a testament to how transcendent his talent was uh as a youth presumably whittling yeah uh, unreal unreal he the enduring image of him is of his big beautiful magnetic smile under a backwards hat like that's just how he'll always be remembered yeah and i always think of him um like in I, it's that's not really what you would call it in baseball but like in golf like in his like he had like the most um recognizable backswing of all time like the the way he would Perfect. turn and like keep hanging on to the bat and like his his other his left hand would just be behind him and it was like this like if you could show someone that silhouette it had to be ken griffey like no one's no one finishes a swing like that it's like jerry west it's like the it's like the nba silhouette of jerry west like if you were to do that for the MLB, it would be Ken Griffey because he's the most recognizable swing ever. Like, ever. He was he was a god of baseball. It was one of the saddest, most disappointing things to see him fall apart in the latter half of his career with injuries because there was nobody who was so fun to watch. I, he was just, he was so perfect as a ball player. Like, just such a smooth perfect swing 
every time. He's the ideal left-handed swing. He's he's like the embodiment of everything oh. childlike and kid-like about baseball, and that's why the kid is just such a perfect nickname. Like every kid in America wanted to be like him. He was backyard baseball as a kid. Like he's just the kid. Yeah, he re- he like single-handedly basically rejuvenated a sport that was pretty much just for it's and it's yeah kind of gotten back to this like it's kind of just for old people now and it was prior to ken griffey jr in a lot of ways and he just like made the game popular for an entire new generation of kids and was like you said you know just one like the one of the all-time greats and like like we were saying that big poppy is the nickname of the 2000s like the kid and ken griffey jr basically was like 90s baseball yeah so Agreed. Um, All right, Kyle, you and I have three yeah, minutes. I, I think I think that's a clear number one, but I, a clear number one, and I think you have a clear number two. I think we insert our friends the Rocket and Doc Halliday, and yeah. we do so by removing the freak, and I think we remove the machine. I, that was the only one that I forgot. I think you like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that. I think that Albert Pujols is a greater player than a lot of people on this list, but his yes. nickname doesn't stack up. So okay, he's so gone. Here's what I think we do. I think we throw Doc Halliday at ten. Yeah, we keep the big unit at nine, and I think we move Rocket up to four, and we slide everything else back a little bit. How do you feel? Yeah, about I think that the, I think that Rocket gets the nod over Mad Max for sure. That's just a great. Yeah. Did you have anybody else you were thinking of? Okay, but otherwise, I'm perfectly happy with this, and I think it's a perfect list. In that case, let's get the fuck out of here. I will recap. All right, we'll do it. Let's do us the honor. We're talking about the best baseball nicknames of the last 20 years or so. At number 10, we have Doc Holliday, Roy Halliday. Number 9, the big unit, Randy Johnson. That is not a joke. Number nope. 8, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. We have high hopes for you, Pete. Number 7, aptly named the big hurt. Frank Thomas, he was huge. Number six, both the captain and Mr. November. He is known as both. Number two, Derek Jeter. Number five, Mad Max Scherzer and his crazy eyeballs. Number four, Rocket, Roger Clemens. Number three, The Sandman, Mariano Rivera. Number two, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. And number one, of course, The Kid, Ken Griffey Jr. And that's that, Michael. That's the top 10 list damn right it is kyle what else you got before we go i'll just say thanks to kevin uh kevin mcleod for putting together our stanky intro and not top three it's super dope and i'll say thanks to my sister aaron for our artwork it's fantastic as well yeah those beats were dank and our artwork is beautiful uh and i want to say thank you to caroline labranti our social media coordinator you can find her stuff at cml.photos on instagram she does a great job on our instagram which is top10km with the 10 spelled out T-E-N. If you want to shoot us an email, top10km at gmail.com, also 10 spelled out T-E-N. Tell us what we did wrong, maybe what we did right, why you want to join us, uh, basically anything. Um, you know, if it's hate mail, be nice. Hate yeah. subtly. But shoot us an email at that address. And finally... While I'm sure you're listening to us on some kind of podcast app, if you're looking for another one, we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast app. It's pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So, Kyle, my friend, that is what I have to say. I love it, Mike. Everybody, uh, be safe and responsible, and I can't wait for some baseball. Damn right. Peace. See you, Mike.